Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is center stage on a Sunday night, seven minutes, just about eight minutes now past nine o'clock. Happy to have you with us tonight. It's been fun. I hope you're enjoying yourself as well, listening. And if you want to jump in with a question or a comment at any time, you can use our Cities One Talk and Text line at 651-461-9226. Again, center stage, an opportunity to showcase, to highlight, to support the arts in the Twin Cities. And we are happy to have with us on our newsline, musician Brian Zimniak. He is an award. He is a he and his group, the BZ3 Organ Trio, will release their self-titled debut on March third. That's not too far away. And Brian's on our John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. How are you, Brian? Doing well, Susie. Thanks for having me on. We'll talk about the album um, for people that don't know. Kind of describe what the process was like for you and, and your thoughts on the final product. Well, I guess first off, uh, we are the BZ3 organ trio. And, and uh, just to clarify what that means, is mm. sometimes people think that means that, that uh, there's three organists on stage, and that is, that is not the case. Okay. <laughs> it is, uh, it's, uh, I play the Hammond organ, and uh, there's a guitarist and a, and a drummer as well. So it's, it's that kind of... Uh, Funk, soul, jazz, R&B, music. And we listened to some of that coming into the segment, which was nice. Um, talk about your group. How did you come together? How long have you been together? And what's the process been like? We've actually been together for whew, eight years now. Um, and we've all just, uh, we're all musicians around Minneapolis. So we, we as sidemen, we, we play with each other in a whole host of different groups. So when we do get to play together in this type of uh, more original setting, uh, it's it's just an absolutely great time. And are you guys um, individually jazz artists, or would you say you kind of cross over into different genres? We absolutely cross over into different genres, but, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, we, we choose to be a jazz artist. Yeah, right. And talk about this release of the day of the uh, the album. Um, where is it? When is it? And what can people come talk about that? Excellent. Um, well, uh, it releases online with uh, Spotify and Bandcamp and Apple Music and all that good stuff on March third. We're having a release party up at Crooners in Fridley on March second. Uh, that's a Thursday night. Start at seven thirty and. Um, 
We have a whole bunch of special guests that joined us on, on the record. They're all going to be joining us uh, live to, to perform as well. Kind of name some of those. Is Geraldine Steele's brother going to be part of that crew? That's, as a matter of fact, he is Fred Steele, who's a, a dear friend of mine. He sang a jazz standard with us called uh, For All We Know, and he'll be joining us doing that that song that night. Um, some of the other uh, fine artists that, that are joining us, uh, let's see, Julius Collins from uh, Dr. Mambo's Combo, who oh, yeah. I also play in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was also in a band during the 90s called Greasy Meal. Um, Let's see. (laughs) Jesse Larson, who uh, currently plays guitar for Stokely Williams, but he was, I think he was top three on The Voice in like 2017 or 2018, somewhere around there. Okay. He's an an amazing singer. Okay. Um, Let's see. My my beautiful and talented wife, Deb Brown, uh, sings a song on the record with us. She's an amazing blues singer. Nice. Um, We have some... Uh, instrumentalists as well, um, like that we heard during that the intro segment. Uh, Peter Verks from the band Movable Feast, plays saxophone. Johannes Tona, who's a bassist who plays all around the world, um, mm. and we're pleased we're pleased to have him be our friend. That's fantastic. And and Daryl Boudreau. Daryl Boudreau, who uh, is, I think he's an honorary steal at this point. Oh. Um, he's, he's, <laughs> I want to be an honorary steal. <laughs> right? Come on. It's, it's a good life. Yeah. yeah. So so I think Daryl is playing with Geraldine right now. Oh, that's great. That's great. So talk yeah. about the, the music scene and the, particularly jazz and R&B. How is this town? Uh, so uh, I went out uh, in January. I never go out. I'm old. And we went out to Bunkers and listened to a band. And it's so, it was so fun. It was just packed. And I thought, man, I got to get out more. I got to make myself stay up hey. past 9 o'clock. You you absolutely should. And Bunkers <laughs> is a great place to go because as soon as I'm getting off the phone with you, I'm, I'm hopping on stage with, with Julius to play with with Dr. Mambo's Combo. Tonight? Um, it's... Uh, Two nights, yes. Get out of town. Maybe I'll come over. Please do. <laughs> uh, it would be it would be great to meet you in person. Um, but Bunkers, especially, is, is kind of like like the, this iconic center of like the the funk R and B soul scene, at least uh, by my estimation. Um, so like a lot of a lot of musicians on on their journey will will, uh, will certainly come through there. Um, but there, there's just all these little little enclaves of uh, of certainly jazz all around town. So um, we talk and, about crooners and and bunkers. What are some other great jazz venues that are in the Twin Cities that people might not know about, but are really cool places to visit? Obviously, the Dakota. They probably know about that one. Yes, yes, we love the Dakota. Um, um, you could go to a place called KJ's Hideaway, which, if you remember, the old artist quarter in St. Paul. Oh yeah. Uh, in the basement of the Ham Building, they're uh, they're doing jazz down there. That would that would certainly be a spot I'd recommend. That's great. And I asked you about the music yeah. scene, but Brian, like, there's crowds. People want to hear. It. They're coming out. Do you, how does that, how invigorate, yeah, and how, I mean, kind of post-pandemic, people are like, man, I got to, I got to get out. I got to see live music. Kind of, what is the feeling you're out, you're getting out there? That, um, 
it, it definitely really started happening last summer and it's, it's really continued like this January and February, March are, are typically a kind of a, kind of a dead time for, for musicians. Cause I think most people want to stay home and stay inside. But I tell you this year, it has not been the case. People have been out full force, uh, five, six nights a week. It seems unbelievable. Even on a Sunday night when they got to work tomorrow, they're still out there dancing. There, there might might not be much room in bunkers tonight. I'm, I'm guessing because um, uh, typically on a Sunday on, on a Sunday night it, it gets pretty full in here. It's so fun too, and for people that are listening, and maybe you did this once and you haven't done it in a long time, to dance is one of the greatest things you can ever do. I'm just saying. It, it, I, it, I agree. <laughs> there's nothing like live music. Be one with the music, you know, the, the dancing, it, it, it feeds us on stage. And so your music, we just heard a bit of, but it's, it's funk, it's R&B, it's soul, and it's, you just sort of bring it all together and have this, this experience to hear all those different sounds and styles. Absolutely, and, it, and it, it's really coming from, from that jazz mindset of, you know, we, we might be playing songs that, that might be familiar to you, but it's it's going to be with, with that that jazz ethos almost of uh, you know the imp- improvisation over the top, and maybe maybe the chords are are a little bit different than than what you're you're used to, but you still hear that melody and, and the the groove is there, and it's it's a good it's a funky good time. It's a funky good time. Hey, listen, thanks for coming on, Brian. Enjoy yourself tonight Absolutely. at. at uh, bunkers and uh maybe we'll see you down there later sounds good and tell me again about the release yeah tell me about the release how where remind once again how do you get the new music and when is the party number one come see us on uh on the web bz3organtrio.com number two we are doing an album release on march 2nd that's a thursday night at crooners 7 30 p.m and our music will be online March 3rd, Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, Amazon, wherever you listen to your music, it's going to be out there. Going to be out there. Going to be awesome. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for coming on tonight on Center Stage. Thanks, Susie. Okay, take it easy. Brian Zimniak, he is the fiery organist with the group BZ3 Organ Trio, along with David Filey and drummer Kevin Washington. Again, that Album release will be held March 2nd at Crooner's Supper Club in Fridley. Be there or be square. Coming up next, another guest on Center Stage. This time we're going from music to the theater after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is 921 on a Sunday night, center stage. My name is Susie Jones, in for Geraldine Steele tonight. Geraldine a bit under the weather. We continue with center stage, and our next guest is going to talk about a play. It is the 10,000 Things Theater Company. will kick off its 2023 season with Milma's Tale by Lynn Nottage, the Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright of Rune and Sweat. What did I say? Malima, Malima. Ansa Achea is the director of this play, and Ansa joins us on our John Schuster Cobo Banker Hotline. Good evening, Ansa. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks so much for having me. This is a real treat. Thank you so much. Well, it's a treat for us to talk to you about your play. I'm sorry I mispronounced the elephant's name. <laughs> no worries. Malim, no worries. Malima, right? That's right. It's, yep. it's spelled a little differently. I might not have got that if I had not asked it you. It is. It is. Well, it starts, uh, it's actually, is it, tell us about, it's underway right now, right? Correct, yeah. We just opened at Open Book um, uh, this past weekend, and it runs until March 12th. But we've been doing productions, as you know, 10,000 Things also works in the community. And so we've also had productions outside of um, our Open Book location. Yeah. And and tell me, is um, is your work for children, adults, everyone in between? Yeah, you know, as a director, I, I've I've worked uh, with the theaters for young audiences, and I've done some um, uh, adult work. But this, in particular, I would say is p- probably more suited for uh, anywhere from high school to adults, you know, and beyond. I would think. But yeah, talk about the play. I mentioned an elephant. Kind of give us an overview of the play yeah. and, and the message. Absolutely, absolutely. So Malima's tale really deals with poaching and the killing of elephants and their tusks, uh, primarily for ivory. And in this particular story, we're talking about one elephant, Malima, who is uh, killed and poached for uh, his 
tusks. We call them uh, the big tuskers, and uh, his his are a very um, prominent length. Let's put it that way, and it, it follows his journey um, from Kenya, from Nairobi, all the way through to Vietnam, and then finally ended up in China, where the biggest demand has been uh, in the last, you know, I want to say quarter century, and. Um, we find out why he lands there essentially just to be made into a, uh, a piece of a luxury and item of really not serving any other purpose. So that's the story. And the message is just to be aware this is happening and what we right. can do about it. It's, it's still yeah, happening. Well, you know, in, correct. Yeah. You, you know, as, um, at a point on our planet, we had 23 million elephants and now we're down to, uh, I think, about 3 million, if not less so. Um, and part of that is, you know, we can't conserve our way out, right? And so we have to legislate uh, uh, the protection of these animals because they also uh, basically sustain our ecology. I mean, elephants find out where uh, water, if you go out into space, you can see their their paths that they've traveled, they're sentient beings, right? They feel things, they think things, and they share knowledge. And that knowledge means they can find water in places where humans really can't find they down trees. They also um, support a whole bunch of ecology around them. So part of it is really, really thinking about what is our role as humans to sustain our environment, but also more importantly in the, the story that we're telling is how can we actually um, help each other so that we can make different decisions at each point of an elephant's journey if we do happen to have the ability to make a choice. Our guest is Ansa uh, Chahe. He is Achea, I'm sorry. Achea, yeah, no, it's okay. (laughs) Director of Malima's Tale. So tell me about the production in terms of, I would assume, do we see see Malima on stage? Are there tusks on stage? How does it sort of visually present? How does it visually present? That's a great question. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so we have uh, the best working cast, I call them, in the Twin Cities and probably the country, I mean, We've got, um, you know, Brian Bowles, who's going to, who's basically becomes Malima's tale in the script. Uh, Lynn Nottage tells us that it's going to be a human person that's going to be embodying the spirit of the elephant. And so we, we watch Brian's journey through the whole time. And as you know, 10,000 things, because we are a company that also believes in, in equity in terms of making sure that the arts are accessible to everyone, professional level arts. Um, the way we've created this one is, you can literally take it into any space and we have a circle and that we have some aisles that indicate our entrances and exits. And then we have the, the meat of the play happen right in front of you. And so you'll see actors change into different characters. You know, we have Katie Bradley who plays multiple characters, Joy Dolo, Clay Mansu, Will Stewart events, just an amazing, amazing uh, arsenal of, of actors displaying their talents. I saw a quote, this enthralling play moves like a thriller thought that was interesting. Is, yeah. there, is there a sense of urgency that's underlying? Yeah. I mean, that, thank you for that. Yeah. You know, um, and it's underscored with the uh, music by Damon Strange. I need to mention that because that sense of thrill and thriller and action and suspense is really held up by, you'll see the, the formation of the script is also a very much like a relay race, right? So one person starts off and all of a sudden you have uh, a pairs of actors. And so the story moves back and forth in that way. And, What's genius about Lynn Nottage's writing is that you can follow how the power shifts in each scene. So it's really intense and the stakes are really high and you see how people, 
you know, the tactics and the way that they, they get in and out of situations. Yeah. It's so in, important to, to be aware of it. I, I can't remember the book, but there was a book I read in book club about how various mm. stages in our society, we have depleted different resources. So for example, right. at one point in time, feathers were really cool in women's hats in the 1800s. And we basically just killed off all these birds just for their, these women's hats. And you talk about tusks and other resources that people used for, you know, beauty or what have you that, that wrecked the environment or the yeah. species. Yeah. So it is a good thing to, to remind listeners to be aware of what they're buying, what they're investing in, etc. Yeah, and you have agency in all those things that you mentioned, right? You can make the choice. Even if it's recycling, you can reuse a bag. You know, if it's shopping at a different uh, market so you can help that particular neighborhood or that vendor finding different ways of, you know, reusing things. And that's not just because you're ecologically uh, mindful. It's also just good for you, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's really what the play talks about. What's actually good for humans is for us to really care about our environment and care about the animals that are around us because they don't come back, to your point. They don't come back. And that's really the, the loss that we are experiencing right now. Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on with us. I really appreciate it. Can you once again tell people where they can see it, how they can get more information, that part of the story? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. um, um, The Lima's Tale by Lynn Nottage is playing at Open Book on Washington Avenue, and it runs now until March 12th. So come in, come out, and show up. Yes. Wonderful. And the theater group, 10,000 Things theater company and Malima's tale. Thank you so much. I I hope you have a wonderful evening. You too. You too. All the best. Okay. Thanks, Anta. Bye. It is nine 29 on WCCO radio. Again, once we're happy that you're with us, we have a half an hour left of center stage. Then we'll have a little bit of fun in the 10 o'clock hour, all about love in the future. After this, we're going to recap this weather situation that we're facing here as we move into the first part and the last part of the week. After this on News Talk 830 WCCO. And we are back. It is just about 937. I'm Susie Jones in for Geraldine, who is a bit under the weather. We're wishing her well tonight. And we are welcoming to the show as we continue center stage a regular Sunday night guest, Rohan Preston, the lead theater critic at the Star Tribune. Hello, Rowan. How are you? I'm well, Susie. How are you? Good. It's nice to ha- talk to you. I don't think I've talked to you on the air in years. I know. It's, it's my pleasure. It, it, it really is. And, you know, when you were reading, uh, you and John, uh, John were doing that uh, forecast <laughs> thing, I was like, oh, my goodness, not again. I know. <laughs> you sort of get beat. You know what it is? You kind of get beat down toward the end of winter. It's like, you know. Come on, let's just be done. You, Can't we just be done? You, do. I, you know, I have to tell you, I, I we have sidewalks here, and and I I just uh, today was able to get the ice all out, oh. and uh, so that my neighbors and our dog walkers, everyone can walk on the sidewalks. But now we'll we'll be doing it again. Yes, we will <laughs> exactly. Well, let's talk about what's going on. Apparently, there's a theme of finding family. Uh, it's showing up at the Guthrie with Blues for Alabama Sky. Penumbra's got Sugar in Our Wounds, um, Locomotion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So kind of what is the theme? What are you seeing? And, and talk about some well, of the specific productions. 
Yeah, this is an interesting moment. And, you know, the theaters, the theaters don't necessarily coordinate their schedules or their seasons or anything. So it's, it's a fascinating moment um, in Twin Cities Theater where we have, this, as you say, this, this family theme. So at, at um, the Children's Theater, Locomotion is about um, two orphans who are essentially searching for, and they're working their way through the, um, uh, the foster care system, and they're searching for permanence and family. And um, the young man who's 11 in the show and his younger sister are the two, and they're separated. And so that's a really, it's a beautiful production, um, heartwarming. Um, it's based on the Jacqueline Woodson um, children's book and also was adapted by her and directed by Talvin Wilkes. Um, from the University of Minnesota. So, and at the Guthrie, the family there is not a blood family. Um, Blues from Alabama Sky is the Pearl Clay play, and it's set just at the end of the Harlem Renaissance. The Depression is biting, and so all these people have come to New York um, to find their dreams or having a hard time, and they essentially form a friend's family. Um, and, and try to work through what their dreams are. One person's dream is to go to Paris. That play, by the way, starred, um, stars um, uh, Kimberly Marable, a Broadway uh, player who was here mm. uh, last year in um, Hades Town, and she did that on Broadway. She did uh, Book of Mormon on Broadway. She did um, also did The Lion King on Broadway, and she's doing a really wonderful job in that production directed by Nicole Watson, um, at the Guthrie, uh, the, the 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 other shows that are that also have family themes include um, one coming up at the number it opens this week, Sugar in Our Wounds, mm. and uh, that sh- the production was delayed a little bit, and that's set during uh, the uh, in the antebellum South as as two um, men find love um, with each other and 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 are in search of family as well so um and and there are others and so it's, it's a really um really unique moment actually and 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 perhaps uh one that responds as well to all the different definitions of family and all the needs that we have psychically physically emotionally intellectually and otherwise you know yeah it's kind of neat because i think these days now more than ever you do find your people and they don't have to be DNA matching. They can be, you know what I mean? I mean, exactly. and, and you look at your community of friends. Maybe you have a specific group of friends that's centered around an activity and a different group of friends with a different activity. And they're all kind of your family. I mean, certainly I have friends that are so close to me. I consider them as close as a family member as I've had. And sometimes they're closer, aren't they? I mean, mm. you can choose your friends. Your family is your family. You have them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. And, 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 you know, we all have those uncles, right? We all have them, right? We I do. Mean, so, we do. You know, so and, and you, they, you love them and they're your, your family. But with your friends, as you say, it's, you know, it's about um, interest, uh, how interests align, how passions align. Mm. Uh, so you're meeting them at their dreams, you know, at their wonderful, um, uh, wonderful, at a wonderful spiritual and intellectual and, and psychic space. 
and 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 you know sometimes in in your family oh that's just so and so right know? right right they don't really get you so are these mm-hmm. are these productions in general like blues for an Alabama sky and sugar in our wounds are they tender and sweet and a little sad or is there humor kind of talk about what yeah, you're in for so so that's a wonderful wonderful question um so I will see um, Sugar in Our Wounds this week and write a review for the paper. But Blues in Alabama Sky is actually a tragedy mm-hmm. um, in terms of what happens, but it's twinned to also a transcendent moment um, at the end when a dream so gets realized. It's so funny um, starting out, and it really becomes heartbreaking at the end. So it's mm-hmm. very beautiful, very tender. And I should say, that the set design and how it looks on the thrust stage at the Guthrie uh, is, is just, it's gorgeous. So yeah. I'd recommend it. Um, the ditto, you know, the, the, the piece at the Children's Theater, uh, Locomotion, um, it, it's, it's set, as it were, for almost for an age group um, because uh, the director um, and the set designer and everyone chose to amplify some of the themes in the, in the play. And they, the set itself resembles like a lined notebook that you would get, um, blank lined notebook that you would get. And on that, you get projections of of um, the young, uh, Lonnie is the, is the main young man, he's 11. And uh, you get projections of his poetry and his thoughts, uh, almost like thought bubbles. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful production. It's a one act. Um, and so it's just like, boom. And you you you're there, um, and it and it once it starts, it you know it just it really captures you. So that's that's touching and tender um, as well. And I, I would I would recommend um, everyone really, if you can, um, go go see it. Um, um, you know, of course, uh, family is also all about uh, unconditional love and and um, and the search for companionship. Hello, Dolly is another show, and I should mention that one. It's a theater latte da. It's a classic, um, and it's about widows um, who are essentially like, do I stop loving, or you know, do I freeze up, mm-hmm. or do I get back out there? And Dolly gets back out there. So Regina Marie Williams is is starring in that one um, at Theater Latte Da, and it's of course it is beautiful. I bet. Uh, the music. Yeah, the music is gorgeous. Um, the the direction, uh, Kelly um, Foster Water directed it and choreographed it, fetching dances in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cast is, is beautiful. What's interesting, so Hello, Dolly in the past generally is, is has a huge cast. This is only, I think, about a dozen people on stage, and yet they're able to capture, like, sort of the essence of that musical and and capture a lot of joy, a lot of um, heartwarming joy in this show. Which we could all use a little of, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> talk, and Rohan, talk a little bit about the audiences. Are they back? Are these theaters filled? Are they still a little bit lagging? How would you characterize what you're seeing I, out I there? Think, I think it's a, it's a mixed bag. I mean, you know, when we go um, to shows, we go on the front end, and they're always packed. Um, I went um, this past Friday to Chan Hassan Dinner Theater, so they're opening up prom, 
and it was beautiful. And again, um, you know, it was, it was full of life. Um, so I think audiences are coming back. Uh, we saw um, over the holidays um, the, that um, Beauty and the Beast at the Ordway drew, uh, I, think it, I think it was more than 50. I think it may have been even 60,000 people oh, wow. to downtown St. Paul. Um, and, you know, take us so like hotcakes to that show. It was, of course, it was an excellent show. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and, and Guthrie's Christmas Carol mm. also uh, sold well and other shows have. Um, but there are other things that didn't um, as, as well. And so it's a it's a mixed um, bag. I think they're they're building up. Um, what, what I've found, um, like opening night at the Guthrie for Blues and Alabama Sky, um, no one was I saw was wearing masks, and everyone was just so excited. It felt like pre-COVID days. Oh, that's um, nice. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that was that was uh, remarkable. So I think people are are feeling their way back. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's no hard and fast thing about it. You yeah. Know? Well, Rohan, thank you for coming on. Thank you for talking with me. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. and uh, I love it. This look, is wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to your next review. We'll watch for it in the paper. Okay, thank you so much, right. and, and, and keep, keep breaking legs. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye. Rohan Preston, the lead theater critic at the Star Tribune, with us as we continue center stage here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hello and welcome back. It is 9.52. We are in the middle of Center Stage. Had a wonderful conversation with Rohan Preston about a number of shows in the Twin Cities happening right now. It's a wonderful opportunity to get out and actually experience live theater, take support the artists that are doing that work for us to help us feel things that maybe we wouldn't feel otherwise. Uh, Blues for an Alabama Sky at the Guthrie and then Penumbra has sugar in our wounds and Rohan says you'll see that this week and write a review so all of us can see that. A production called Locomotion at the Children's Theater Company and then Hello Dolly at Theater Latida. Chan Hassan with The Prom. That is one I can't wait to see Jonathan. Um, I like the Chan Hassan Dinner Theater uh, for so many reasons. Um it's just fun, you know, to sit in one of the round booths to get your dinner and order your dessert. So should be fun. The prom, it's called. And I know Vanita Sakar on our air invited people to send pictures of their prom. And a number of people oh, did that boy. from work. Do you remember your prom, Jonathan? I do, yes. Did you uh, have a date? Par- parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... I, I don't have the best memory of, of, of people, so it's not like, no, I didn't get wasted at my prom. No? Uh, no. Okay. Um, but I remember it. I remember – see, I remember like pre-prom more than prom mm. um, just because there was – it was an interesting story. The prom itself was just, you know, it's another party. Right. This is another chance to get together and hang out and goof off and that sort of thing. But <laughs> yeah. um, no, the my, I went to actually – we had a junior and a senior prom. And so I went to both junior and senior prom. So uh, it was it was nice. It was it, it a, a show like that was it was made. You would figure at some point in time a musical will be made about something like a prom or sure, a homecoming. Sure, sure, sure. It's just tailor made for that sort of thing. It is. It is. And so the fact that they have a, a Broadway show out now that's now touring and it's been made into a movie. It, it it doesn't surprise me, and 
the fact that Chan Hassan is doing it, that just seems to be right up their alley. Absolutely. I want to tell you that when I went to my prom, Jonathan, back in 1981, I want to tell you that we had our dance at Kaufman Union on the University of Minnesota campus. My high school did. And do you want to know who performed a live band played for us? Don't tell me. Morris Day and the Time. Oh, I was going to say Prince, but that's close enough. It is close. Wow. Because Prince was a friend of those cats. Yes. Yes. So anyway, Morris Day and the Time, you know, before they were much, you know, they were probably a local band that was just doing their thing. and then Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and you know, First Avenue and Uncle Sam's back in the day, so many great musicians kind of came through there. Um, as you can see on the walls of First Avenue with all the stars, but such a great place. And uh, we had, I had a blast on prom. I remember it like it was yesterday. I did drink too much, <laughs> but I still remember it. That's what I'm saying. I still do remember it. Uh, and then, got, of course, we had the after party at, and, I and forget you, her name. You, you, have, you, you <laughs> have to remember my upbringing. I went to uh, all guy. Jesuit Catholic high school. Oh, so it was a little bit strict on you know we're gonna we're gonna make sure that nothing happens here because you know the reputation of the school. Sure, but uh, this is in Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, no, I went with one of my my oldest friends and we we had a good time during our prom, uh, but it was it, it was it was shoot I'm trying to think is that the last time I wore a tux I believe it is. Okay. It's, it's been that long. All right. So, Hey, as we wrap up this hour here, and we, we were going to try to get uh, Michael Wynn on to finish up center stage, but maybe got our wires crossed a little bit. But if you're listening right now and you have an interest, it looks like that all-star game, the basketball game, NBA all-star game, looks like it's done. Yes. And it looks like LeBron James' team won? Nope. Oh! Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo's team won. Uh, basically, I'll try to explain this yeah, as quickly do as that I can. In- Two minutes. So the way that the All-Star Game works now, it's changed formats. Number bizarre. one, It's num- bizarre. Number one, they had a draft. They've, they've been having a draft for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. but they've had the draft a couple of days before the event. This year, they had the draft before the game. They had the guys come out and select their team members on stage pregame and then went out and played the game. That I want to see that a replay of that because I think that would be pretty awesome. Number two, the game itself. It's been sectioned off into quarters. So th- the first three quarters, they're played as entities within themselves. They, the team that wins the quarter wins the prize for their charity. So that is what happens the first three quarters. The last quarter is untimed. The first three quarters are timed like normal, 12 minutes. The last quarter is untimed. What they do is they take the first three quarters, add those scores together, and then they add 24 points to the to the higher total, 24 points, and it's a target score. So now the teams are going at it after a target score instead of timed, a timed sort of event. Okay. So it Very has, confusing. So they has, have to hit yeah. a certain number, and whoever hits that number first wins. Yes, and it has to do with there's a, uh, a very popular summer basketball tournament that has a similar type of deal and I'll explain that to you in the break. If, <laughs> if you if you have a chance this summer, this spring and summer, watch the basketball tournament. The basketball tournament. It'll explain everything. All right. So we're bumping up against 10 o'clock, last hour of the big show. We're going to talk about love 
and healing and your heart and dating. We got so much to get to. We're going to finish on a happy high note, love and joy and happiness and all that good stuff. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 